0: it's time to feel the rage. rage welcome to film rage at the calgary international film festival my name is bryce and i'm part of the film rage crew which also includes jim hey 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 there jim and the merman is back hello murray yo so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on sif style
1: sif style Ooh, baby Ooh, baby Uh, So we got a few things to talk about first. First, we're going to talk about something that's coming up October 1, which is literally moments away in daytimes, moments, two full days away is all the horror podcast events. So people, please put it on your calendar every day in October. There is great podcasters making some great horror podcasts for the entire month of October. You can check it out at AllTheHorror18 on Instagram and Twitter and you can check out ScaresThatCare.org to check out this fantastic charity. Oh, I can't wait. This I can't wait till Halloween comes. As you notice I'm wearing orange today to yes, celebrate You look like Day. a pumpkin. I feel like a pumpkin. I'm delicious on the inside too. So, we've been doing some promos lately. Today, we're going to talk about our buddies from That Dead Body Show. So, check these guys out everywhere. They're fun. They talk about dead bodies. What won't you love? Hey, guys. I'm Brandy, and my husband, Douglas, and I host That Dead Body Show.
2: We talk about dead bodies, murder, the victims, and those that just play the victim.
1: All with the sarcastic, foul mouth, dark humor that you'll come to love us for. Or not. Even, even if, if we, we talk, talk over, over each other, other
2: sometimes. sometimes. Jinx. Download us with your favorite podcatcher and find us on all social media at that dead body show.
1: They're adorable. <laughs> there you go. I love it how they even so jinxed each weird. other. I wonder if they had a Coke afterwards.
2: They had something with Coke in it, that's for sure.
1: I, what I know right now, I feel the funk.
0: So when I first saw the name of this documentary, I was so looking forward to it because I thought it was called Call Me Merman. I was like, it's a Murray documentary. But alas, it's Uh, not. That
1: sounds like probably the best documentary that could ever be made. It would be excellent. Imagine, uh, if we've been filming your life this whole time, Murray, this could be literally... The Academy Award winner.
2: And it would be four hours long.
1: Best foreign film. Don't get Bryce excited. You know how he likes four-hour films that do... Well, except for your your documentary would be fucking exciting. I can tell you that. Yeah, there'd be no
2: walking in it. All right. But alas, it was (laughs) called
0: Call Me Human. Uh, It is the winner of the Best Canadian Documentary Award this year at the Calgary International Film Festival. Um, It's about Josephine Bachon who is an Innu writer who is passing her ancestral knowledge to the masses. She's doing her best to preserve her language and culture through her published poems. The fact that she writes some poems in French and some in her native tongue is pretty cool. Having those ancestral words on the pages of her books goes a long way to the preservation of her language. Ah, really cool lady. Interesting doc. Overall, it was just a meh though. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, what could you, what, what more
1: could you say about that hasn't already been said about this great inspirational human? Yes, I called her a human. Just like she asked, or maybe they asked who made the film. I loved her poetry. It, 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 it spoke, it, it, I think it can speak to everybody. It speaks plain, simple words that says so much. And interestingly enough, I tried to go and buy it. But you can't get it translated into English. So, as I don't fully understand French and Inu, I think she called it pronounced Eno. I thought it was Enoch, but it's. I think it's Enu is how she pronounced it. Um, so uh, I'm putting out there to people: please convert this into English so that I can read her poetry. I don't know if it'll have the same effect, but I thought that was kind of cool. She had a smile that could light up the room as bright as the northern lights that she loved so much. I did find that this film was a little unfocused for my liking, and I was wishing that we could have heard the entire narrative in her native language. I don't I don't know if that was her choice or if it was the documentary filmmaker's choice, but you know, the fact that this this fantastic woman who I, every time she was on screen, I had a smile on my face. She did, really did have a smile that could light up this room. Cool lady. Um, but, but so, the, as I'm watching this and she's speaking French, and of course, we obviously know a little bit of French, all of us. We knew she was speaking French, even though we were subtitled. I was wondering the whole time, why is she not speaking in her native tongue? Or maybe now French, she considers her native tongue. So that was the one question that I'd have. So if the filmmaker is listening or listens to our podcast, get back to us, because I'd be interested to know what the choice was to have her do that. I, I, I found it interesting. Uh, for me, because I wasn't a big fan of the format so much, and because of the... Uh, maybe unfocusedness, I found at times. It just gets. Uh, you can be a poet at any age if your heart is willing to share it. Meh. All right, let's move on. Groovy. Groovy, baby. Groovy, baby. We're going to talk about us kids. Mm. Or U.S. kids.
0: You all kids, it's, it's us.
1: Maybe I'm. Ah, it's U.S. Kids. U.S. US Kids.
0: They actually say it many times in the documentary. Us US kids.
1: I know, but they are also U.S. Kids. (sighs) Essential right to life. This was a comment that was used a few times in this film. So, I just want to get this out of the way. Yes, I did cry the entire movie. I literally could not stop crying. Pretty much for the entire movie, or at least the first, say, 30 minutes of it. These kids are actually my heroes. I loved everything about this movie. It was everything I'd hoped it would be when I said that I was really hoping that I would like this movie, and I actually really did love it. They were so young, and yet they did things that I never thought was possible, not even from adults. Like They moved the needle on the US political agenda over a period of a summer, like, Martin Luther King III, yes, the son of Martin Luther King, referenced this cause that these kids started and mentioned that not since Selma or not since the kids of the same age of these kids that the events happened in Selma, that there was a movement as powerful by any teenage kids in America. So that's saying a lot. I believe so strongly that these kids had to say that what they were saying and that, um, Oh man, I'm starting to get emotional about this film already. I, I also feel that gut, like I do feel guns kill people. I don't think necessarily people kills people because the stats pretty much say it that way. Favorite line. We were being passed around like an STD at a Florida state college or doing it because you want to and doing it because you feel you have to are two totally different things. Hashtag ice cream frog legs. Barfing is cool for the rest, for all the right reasons. Gets an awesome kids kick political dicks and make monumental change. This gets a Mondo for me. All right. I thought
0: you're being blinded by the kids and not the actual nope. filmmaking. No, I here, thought the
1: filmmaking brought everything out. They, they showed the whole transition of these kids from the beginning to end. I thought it was amazing.
0: So, U.S. kids. Uh this was well-intentioned, but ultimately the filmmaker failed to make a memorable documentary about a po- topic that should have been a slam dunk. I respect the kids involved. I respect the fact that they've made some positive changes in the U.S. I felt the doc dragged on too long. I've seen most of the footage recently, as this just happened a couple of years ago. I felt with the topic li- at hand like this, it should have been more powerful. Um, It should have gone on... I think it should have... Fo- I- It should have focused more on the transitioning of the of these kids into uh from where they were to where they are now i don't know that it touched upon that i totally felt that um it was meh Hmm.
1: well i i've got to say for someone who likes to watch nothing for lots of times on screen i didn't find that had that maybe there was too much happening for you and that that was just couldn't focus your brain on nothing so that's probably why you didn't like it as much i don't know, I, I don't know what i that think even it means. did an amazing job see already i said too many words at once and you're confused again mm-hmm. i literally thought every one of these kids as they took the journey like you you could point out there's not very many documentaries that had you're, this many kids yeah, kid. and you knew these kids you knew them super well and yeah. i'm glad i got to know them well there
0: were there were three or four kids that i felt that they could have that they should have just focused on because the rest of them were kind of annoying <laughs> um, there, were, there were quite a few that were just, you know, going along for the ride.
1: Yeah, but they didn't really focus on those ones.
0: Yeah, focused on a couple of them. Anyways,
1: um, I thought it missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, well, that's too bad because I loved it. I didn't even hear one. I didn't even see one teardrop in your eye.
0: No, there wasn't,
1: there, and there should
0: have been. Uh, if this was a powerfully made film about a, a topic that you know. There should have been a tear in my eye, but yeah, there wasn't. I don't so know why. Whose fault is that? Maybe I don't know. It's yours because no, I was crying. I was
1: crying from minute one, and I don't cry very often. Yeah, you're just Usually so I...
0: sucked in by these by these kids. I don't yeah, because they were amazing. Unfortunately, the presentation was not fantastic. Uh that's too bad. Anyway, I I believe
1: everybody should see this movie and see how change can make a difference in the world. And I believe
0: that maybe in ten years, if this movie was made and everything wasn't so fresh, maybe. It would have been more impactful, but the yeah, fact maybe. that I've seen the footage like yesterday, um, yeah, you know what, doesn't I, really do a lot for me.
1: Wow, that out of all the things you said up until that last sentence, was basically I was going, you're a fucking idiot. But that comment was actually pretty, pretty good actually, because in thinking of us seeing Whirlybirds, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I know what you're feeling. I actually know what you're feeling right now. I like this is yes, a mind blowing experience. I do have
0: feelings. No, like
1: you don't. But I mean, I know what you're feeling, which is usually nothing because of that. Comment. Common. I completely got it. Wow. I don't. We should stop the podcast right now, Murray. Stop the music. Just, just what? stop it. Just no, stop the, stop the music. We got
0: three we more take a, films. Let's
1: take a quick pause here. We don't need a for pause. station identification. We
0: got no time for I'm, pauses. I'm, we got I'm three just, more movies to get I, I just
1: realized what being Bryce is all about. I, I, I can't go. I, oh, I'm. Uh, 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 there you
0: go. Um. um then we got, uh, we got John Ware reclaimed, but we got a short before it called Kicking Up a Fuss. Um, all I got to say about it is what's with TELUS? TELUS produced this thing, and I couldn't even concentrate on what I was watching because there was a, a quarter of the screen was filled by a giant TELUS logo that never went away. What is, have you ever watched a movie where they stuck their logo in the corner and just didn't get rid of it? I've
1: I've seen a Telus commercial where they do that. Yeah, this is that. Are are Telus commercials basically
0: shorts? I suppose they are, but this was this was unacceptable. Um, just not not right at all. What did you think of the short? I don't know. It's totally distracted. Having (laughs) said that, I mean the short was interesting. It was. But overall, I mean, they, they didn't even have a picture of the guy. So <laughs> it's, um, it was kind of weird. They just brought back a bunch of uh, uh, transcripts from a court case and basically just plastered them on the, on the screen. Um, basically, we got to read a lot because it was just, you know, newspaper articles and court case documents. And that was basically all that they had to show us. Yep. Uh, along with a giant TELUS logo. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting story. One that definitely needs to be told, but maybe not with so much advertising. I don't understand why Telus would do that.
1: Wait, are we talking about the short right now or the movie?
0: The short. Okay, good.
1: Just so, <laughs> just so we're clear. We're talking about Kicking Up a Fuss. Yes. The Charles Daniels story. That's it. Right. That's right. So The movie had a bunch is, of that
0: too, by the way. Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> that's a whole other story. So interestingly enough, these movies actually were really well that they placed them one in front of the other. Absolutely. Because the Charles Daniels story, Kicking Up a Fuss... I, I, I found the whole idea of what this was was a really interesting idea. This is like the first... You know, they talk about our... Um, crap, what's her name on our $10 bill? I should, I'm should. i going to slap myself. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, how can we all have for, forgot it? It's so terrible. Um, I'm sure Murray's looking it up right now. Uh, but, not at all. But, but um, <laughs> uh, th- this is the first guy. It was 1914 before the war started that this guy actually... Um, sued, like, the theater and uh, the guy who was the premier, I think, at the time. Like, it was a really interesting story. But to your point, I didn't like the presentation. I found it, like, I could have just read the information in a, maybe uh, online or something. Yeah. Viola Desert. There we go. I knew it was Viola, but I didn't want to get the last name wrong. Um, John Ware reclaimed. Yeah. He, from his pictures, he looked like a badass motherfucker. Yeah, he did. Uh, at least, you know, that's what I thought from looking at and the tall tails, like, I mean, how many people do we even know that have tall tails? Yeah. Like, I, for someone to have a tall tail? Yeah. Like, he, what was the one? He pulled, he pulled, like, uh, uh, what are they called? A plow for, like, 20 miles? And I was like, this guy must have been massive. Like, I was thinking, is this the Paul Bunyan of Alberta Yes. or Johnny Appleseed or he's 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 literally John Ware of Alberta. He takes a good picture. I thought his family was pretty good looking people. The whole dock um, had some amazing pictures. Actually, this the dock itself, the full dock John Ware reclaimed, had some amazing, amazing pictures Um, it wasn't my favorite format for a documentary. Uh, I was, I thought it was very cool to hear about this inspirational black figure in Alberta history, but I, I, I had some problems with, there was a lot about the actual lady who was, who was doing the research on it and I found not enough about him. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I kind of, after seeing this, I kind of wish that they'd create a podcast. And I could just listen to her talk because she had a pretty nice voice, but I couldn't give it much more than a man. I just, I didn't love the doc. Well, I love the man, but yeah. not the doc.
0: Long and short, there, there wasn't enough here for a feature-length documentary. Uh, learning about John Ware was interesting, but there were like four or five songs sprinkled sprinkled throughout this. Five? I think there was, was seven. There, we there, was there seven? The yes. Which just sort of stalled the story that was being told. Um, it was just filler. Yeah, that's kind of what know, I
1: felt too. You know, it was like, okay, we don't have enough to make it a full 70 minutes,
0: so yeah, let's, let's put seven let's, songs in yeah. there. So, if story was worth telling, but either we needed more substance or this needed to be twenty a 20 minute short. Um, and I'm, impor- glad I, I'm, I'm glad I I'm learned glad about I him. It. I'm glad I yep. learned a little bit. I didn't yep. need the gaps in between, yep. and it was meh. I would have been happy with four, 55 minutes
1: and yes. or yeah. 20. 20. Babanko. yeah. Tell me when I die. What you got? You want me to go? Oh, I love this. I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even remember who I am right now. I still we think I'm you. We talked about
0: this before the podcast. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I
1: think I, I thought I was you for a moment there. I was literally channeling your whole brain. Mm. Um, so now this is what I would call what a real love letter to a director and husband looks like. I literally am gobsmacked by this film. I wish that uh, um, Lucio Fulci's family saw this before they released the Fulci doc earlier this year, and saw what a love letter could really look like to a brilliant director. A different way. Of no, different. I'm not. I'm not giving you a pass on this. This movie was amazing.
0: Yes, it was. And the
1: Fulci movie was terrible. And I'm just putting it out yeah, there it that right. this is this really did this was man I don't know what it was about the docs t- to yesterday but I like I'm glad you have a whole full box of Kleenex because I I couldn't and I know that's probably not for the reasons I was needing them yesterday but but there's this this movie I just could not Get over how much love that she put in there. Like there was a point in the movie Absolutely. where he's 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 kind of giving her shit about how to focus on his face and how to pull in and actually do the direction as he's lying there dying on the couch, and and she's just like she's like she just the simple words she's like, I just think you're so beautiful, and I was just like, oh my god, you are an amazing woman and he's an amazing man. Uh, uh, not, not, not much needs to be said. This is a piece of art um, that I think will inspire people to see his films again and understand what true love looks like from the eyes of his wife and his true love of film. Which, you, I mean, if you've seen any of his films, they're all they're all everyone I've seen has been pretty f- freaking fantastic. And there's some in there that I'm gonna I'm not gonna go see that now, like that that one about the mom feeding that kid i was like okay that's messed but i want to see it now (laughs) gets a vision of death that is beautiful to behold mondo favorite line i don't know what came first filming or being alive Mm.
0: yeah well said um i'll just keep this short because you covered it pretty well uh, seamlessly goes from live action to archive footage uh, You can't deny the affection that Barbara Paz had for Hector uh, Celebration of life of one of the visionaries in his field This was moving and compelling uh, It was a declaration of love for the man and the artist This was Mondo mm-hmm. Um, we didn't add anything in here, but Murray, was there something that you actually saw that we
1: didn't see yesterday?
2: Me? Watch movies? What? Yeah. Like, did you see Uh, something yesterday? Yesterday, no, because I've been working the last four days, pretty much. Um, other than The Father, which we all saw together. Yeah. I did actually watch, um, The Curse of Audrey Earnshaw, which wasn't on our list to watch, so I watched on my own. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it was creepy, and she was very unnerving. And I, I went, and it was shot locally, as far as I, I understand. It was set in 1973 Ireland. What I didn't get was there was no freaking cars. Like the entire movie, they're all doing horse and buggy everywhere. It was in like, it was 1973? like 1973. It was like the village, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Finally, at the end of the movie, I actually saw a pickup truck. But the whole movie seemed like it was set in, like, the 1500s. Hmm. Like, it was uh-huh. supposed to be 1973, according to the synopsis, but it looks like it was set in the 1500s.
1: Or maybe it was The Village. Uh,
2: having said that, it was very creepy. Yeah, there was witches, and they're casting evil spells, and there's blood and gore. and it was hmm. actually,
1: Maybe we will have to pick this up and watch it. It was actually
2: quite entertaining. <laughs> I liked it. No, nice. even though our, What'd you
1: give it? Is it a Mondo?
2: Uh, no, I would give it a high, man. Okay, cool. But yeah, I saw that one. And of course, I saw the Jimmy Carter uh, documentary on, on the first day. Okay, which did you I, that? I really enjoyed it, but then again, I'm definitely more... You're a Jimmy Carter fan? I, I I'm, I'm a also saw that one. I'm oh. a left-wing person. Oh, okay. And it just... It was nice to see the way an American president used to be. When they used to actually give two craps about their people and actually try to help. Like, after Carter lost uh, his re-election campaign to Ronald Reagan of all people, an actor. Uh, he basically spent he's spending the rest of his life helping people. Yeah. He started off in Africa trying to get everyone their vaccines and trying to get rid of this bug, which apparently was worse than polio. And then he went into Habitat for Humanity, and that's like his thing. And I'm like, he's done more in his life for people than probably the last Four presidents combined.
0: Yeah, wow. J- Jimmy so, Jimmy Carter was a cool dude.
2: I mean, and yeah, he seemed to have a lot of famous rock star friends. I mean, his two best friends. Well, was a musician too, right? Uh, uh, sort of. He wasn't that, he wasn't like known was for it. I mean, Bill Clinton. He wasn't played, Bill Clinton. Clinton played the sax, but no, but he his his two best friends were Willie Nelson and Bill uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Dylan.
1: So you're basically saying he smoked a shitload of pot? Uh, no, no, he pa- did not. Apparently,
2: his sons did
1: though. Uh, okay. Um, they, they
2: admitted that in the in the White House when when Dylan showed up, they did smoke a little marijuana. <laughs> so. But no, it was very entertaining. I mean, yeah, it was nice to get a look at him. And as Bryce said, it was a puff piece. But I mean, I enjoy a puff piece now and then.
0: It, no, it was a puff piece, but that's okay when you've got a subject that's as likable as Jimmy Carter. I got, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Um, the one cool thing that I took out of this documentary is the one part where uh, Greg uh, was it Greg Allman, one of the Allman Brothers, anyways. Yeah, um, that was Greg. Yeah he uh, he was uh, what was he arrested and he was going to be charged and.
2: Yeah, he had some drug problems, and they yeah.
0: were... And Jimmy Carter, your typical politician, what's he going to do? He's going to distance himself away, but Jimmy nope. Carter basically took him under his wing Yeah. during this whole process, and uh, it just says a lot about Jimmy Carter, that he, he he doesn't shy away from doing what's right for his fellow man. Exactly. Cool. So, he, he does what
2: he thinks, he, thinks yeah. is right, no matter what people think about I it. have lots but of things I want mad. to
0: say about that, but yes,
1: because I didn't see I the doc, I'm not going yeah. to, but... Apparently, he did it for his friends, but did he do that for other people, too? <laughs> I'm just questioning because I didn't see the doc. I would say that overall, I think he did. Okay, so... I don't know if I would agree with you based on what I know about history. I know. So I know what I'm, you're talking I'm, about. Yeah. So thanks for sharing what you thought there. So what, did you, would you have given that a meh or a mondo? It was a meh. And humor Was it's Jimmy not, Carter? Or? Yeah,
2: it was, a, it, was a, it was a mild mondo.
1: Oh, okay. So we got a mondo there, Eddie Murr. And, awesome. some,
2: and, and some good music.
0: Like,
2: music that it, I grew up it with. It did have some good music.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the country artists that are in there, you can't go wrong, Country and rock, right? both. Cool.
2: And like Garth Brooks is like one of his best friends now.
1: Is he still alive? I know I asked this because I assume maybe he is.
2: As far as I know. He's still doing things at 80, whatever.
1: Just checking.
0: Garth Brooks. Jimmy
1: Garth Brooks Carter. is definitely alive.
0: Oh, I Garth thought you were asking. You said Garth yeah. Brooks, and you said, is he really? Is he still alive? I'm like, how can
1: you not know that Garth Brooks is alive? <laughs> I don't I, listen to country music, so maybe he isn't. No, I don't know. I don't know who's alive and who's not. But, okay, so just to
2: confirm, yeah. Garth Brooks is alive. He's and Jimmy alive Carter alive. is still also alive. alive. There we go. So there's two... Still building houses.
1: Still building houses for people. Cool. Well, hey, thanks, Mur. Uh So we finished... Yesterday with My Punch
0: Drunk Boxer. Yeah. South Korean film from director Hook Ki-jung. Uh, this was delightful. I loved all the main characters. The writing is fantastic. The performances were fantastic. Korean films just seem to get it. They get drama, comedy, family. They just get it. Horror. Get horror, horror, yeah. They, but those kind of didn't occur in this movie. There was no horror. Wasn't there... But yes, Koreans also get horror, Jim. Um, they had one... Uh, sorry, this had one thing that wrecks a lot of movies for me. It had multiple montages. Um, but these were done Korean style, complete with a custom song with lyrics describing what you were witnessing on the screen. <laughs> this was laugh out loud stuff. Um, by the end of this movie, I cared so much about these characters that I I could forgive the cutesy ending. Um, this movie was Mondo. I don't know if I agree with you. The ending was cutesy so yes, cutesy. much.
1: It was it was cute. see <laughs> So we've talked about this a few times, um, even during SIF. But Korean films, like they start with an eleven, no matter where. Like if I'm seeing a Korean film, I already know there's going to be a very low chance I'm not going to at least like the film. There's an expectation. Oh uh, yeah. Of and, greatness. And then you know, this particular film didn't move off that for the entire film. This film is um Yeah, it's it's funny, it's sad, it's heartwarming, and yes, it's a sports movie, Bryce. Yes, it is. I'm just saying. This is what a great sports movie actually looks like.
0: Yeah. This this you can this, put it you can put it right up there with Rocky.
1: Yeah. Or what this would be above Rocky as well as every other sports movie that I've normally seen Uh, this movie sells the idea that everyone should have their own montage soundtrack and in fact that's what I'm going to work on for my own montage soundtrack going forward in life I want to have one that I can carry around with me at all times always um, and not just performing Rocky like I'm just saying, it's not really anything like Rocky yet. And I want to learn how to do this boxing. It has an is homage
0: to Rocky with the running on the beach. It did. And,
1: and with his dog. Because Rocky had a dog, right? Yeah, he did, actually. Was it pregnant? I don't know. It was a scene I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> this gets uh, a boxing movie that's nothing like Rocky, Super Mondo. Good. And every single person in this movie was awesome. Like everybody was awesome. Everybody. Every single person and every single thing about this movie was amazing. Loved People it. should see this film.
0: Loved it.
1: All right. I guess that's it for this week. Well, this week, today. It's, it's it for it's it for today. That's
0: not it for we'll this. Because we'll be week. back.
1: We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Fresh as a daisy. Alright then. Well, Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography. Be Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Tune in, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Bramble, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So... Please, why don't you just make some effort and make us rage? Before I'm going to sign off, I'm going to tell everybody, because we didn't mention it today, check out sifcalgary.ca. Sif, C I F F, calgary.ca, and get into this fantastic festival. That's it for today. Rage on! Rage
0: on!